Article 2 of the Epitome of the Formula of Concord by Jacob Andrea, translated by F. Bente and W. H. T. Dow. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Free Will Tatus Controversiae The Principal Question in this Controversy Since the will of man is found in four unlike states, namely, one, before the fall, two, since the fall, three, after regeneration, four, after the resurrection of the body. The chief question is only concerning the will and ability of man in the second state, namely, what powers in spiritual things he has of himself after the fall of our first parents and before regeneration, and whether he is able by his own powers, prior to and before his regeneration by God's Spirit, to dispose and prepare himself for God's grace, and to accept and apprehend, or not, the grace offered through the Holy Ghost in the Word and holy, divinely instituted sacraments. Affirmative Theses The Pure Doctrine Concerning This Article According to the Word of God 1. Concerning this subject, our doctrine, faith, and confession is that in spiritual things the understanding and reason of man are altogether blind, and by their own powers understand nothing, as it is written, 1 Corinthians 2.14, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, neither can he know them when he is examined concerning spiritual things. 2. Likewise we believe, teach, and confess, that the unregenerate will of man is not only turned away from God, but also has become an enemy of God, so that it only has an inclination and desire for that which is evil and contrary to God, as it is written, Genesis 8.21, The imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Also Romans 8.7, The carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Yea, as little as a dead body can quicken itself to bodily, earthly life, so little can man, who by sin is spiritually dead, raise himself to spiritual life. As it is written, Ephesians 2.5, Even when we were dead in sins, he hath quickened us together with Christ. 2 Corinthians 3.5 not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything good as of ourselves, but that we are sufficient is of God. 3. God the Holy Ghost, however, does not effect conversion without means, but uses for this purpose the preaching and hearing of God's Word, as it is written, Romans 1.16, The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to every one that believeth. Also Romans 10.17, Faith cometh by hearing of the word of God. And it is God's will that his word should be heard, and that man's ears should not be closed. Psalm 95.8 With this word the Holy Ghost is present, and opens hearts, so that they, as Lydia in Acts 16.14, are attentive to it, and are thus converted alone through the grace and power of the Holy Ghost, whose work alone the conversion of man is. For without his grace, and if he do not grant the increase, our willing and running 
our planting, sowing, and watering all are nothing. As Christ says, John 15:5, Without me ye can do nothing. With these brief words, he denies to the free will its powers, and describes everything to God's grace, in order that no one may boast before God. 1 Corinthians 1, 29, 2 Corinthians 12, 5, Jeremiah 9, 23. Negative Theses Contrary False Doctrine Accordingly, we reject and condemn all the following errors as contrary to the standard of God's word. 1. The delirium, insane dogma of philosophers who are called Stoics, as also of the Manichaeans, who taught that everything that happens must so happen, and cannot happen otherwise, and that everything that man does, even in outward things, he does by compulsion, and that he is coerced to evil works and deeds, as in chastity, robbery, murder, theft, and the like. 2. We reject also the error of the gross Pelagians, who taught that man by his own powers, without the grace of the Holy Ghost, can turn himself to God, believe the gospel, be obedient from the heart to God's law, and thus merit the forgiveness of sins and eternal life. 3. We reject also the error of the semi-Pelagians, who teach that man by his own powers can make a beginning of his conversion, but without the grace of the Holy Ghost cannot complete it. 4. Also, when it is taught that although man by his free will before regeneration is too weak to make a beginning, and by his own powers to turn himself to God, and from the heart to be obedient to God, yet, if the Holy Ghost by the preaching of the word has made a beginning, and therein offered his grace, then the will of man from its own natural powers can add something, though little and feebly to this end, can help and cooperate, qualify and prepare itself for grace, and embrace and accept it, and believe the gospel. 5. Also that man, after he has been born again, can perfectly observe and completely fulfill God's law, and that this fulfilling is our righteousness before God, by which we merit eternal life. 6. Also, we reject and condemn the error of the enthusiasts, who imagine that God without means, without the hearing of God's word, also without the use of the holy sacraments, draws men to himself, and enlightens, justifies, and saves them. Enthusiasts we call those who expect the heavenly illumination of the Spirit, celestial revelations, without the preaching of God's word. 7. Also, that in conversion and regeneration, God entirely exterminates the substance and essence of the old Adam, and especially the rational soul, and in conversion and regeneration creates a new essence of the soul out of nothing. 8. Also, when the following expressions are employed without explanation, namely, that the will of man before, in, and after conversion resists the Holy Ghost, and that the Holy Ghost is given to those who resist him intentionally and persistently, for, as Augustine says, in conversion... God makes willing persons out of the unwilling, and dwells in the willing. 
As to the expressions of ancient and modern teachers of the church, when it is said, Deus trahit, said volentem trahit, that is, God draws, but he draws the willing, likewise, hominis voluntas, in conversione non est otiosa, said agit aliquid, that is, in conversion the will of man is not idle, but also effects something, we maintain that inasmuch as these expressions have been introduced for confirming the false opinion concerning the powers of the natural free will in man's conversion against the doctrine of God's grace, they do not conform to the form of sound doctrine, and therefore, when we speak of conversion to God, justly ought to be avoided. But on the other hand, it is correctly said that in conversion God, through the drawing of the Holy Ghost, makes out of stubborn and unwilling men willing ones, and that after such conversion in the daily exercise of repentance, the regenerate will of man is not idle, but also cooperates in all the works of the Holy Ghost, which he performs through us. 9. Also what Dr. Luther has written, namely, that man's will in his conversion is pure passiva, that is, that it does nothing whatever, it is to be understood respectu divini gratiae in accidentis novis motibus, that is, when God's Spirit, through the word heard, or the use of the holy sacraments, lays hold upon man's will, and works in man the new birth and conversion. For when, after the Holy Ghost has wrought and accomplished this, and man's will has been changed and renewed by his divine power and working alone, then the new will of man is an instrument and organ of God the Holy Ghost, so that he not only accepts grace, but also cooperates with the Holy Ghost in the works which follow. Therefore, before the conversion of man, there are only two efficient causes, namely the Holy Ghost and the Word of God as the instrument of the Holy Ghost, by which he works conversion. This word man is indeed to hear, However, it is not by his own powers, but only through the grace and working of the Holy Ghost, that he can yield faith to it and accept it. End of Article 2. Recording by Jonathan Lang.